So, this is technically uh, kind of part two with what I want to talk about in regards to education. What? Uh, a lot of these things I brought about. Yeah. <sighs> I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up before, but that goes along with many things that I talk about, right? There's this kind of meme, but I'm pretty sure it was more than that, about how everything has evolved, right? Technology has evolved. We used to carry around cords on our phones. Our phones used to be the size of freaking one liter bottles, and now it's like a thin piece of glass in a way, you know? Like, everything has evolved so much, but education has kind of stayed somewhat the same. Everyone's on a desk looking forward into uh, a teacher with a white or black board, a chalkboard. Um, Yeah, and all much has changed. It's still the same format of reading a bunch of stuff and then spitting it back out. I think some schools has tried to make a reform and change in that. Um, but a lot of the subjects we learn has also stayed the same. Obviously, there are new ones like robotics and like stuff that um, are more future-centered, like technology and stuff. But there are so many other subjects that I'm surprised have not even been brought up in school like at all. So when you, the schools basically, at least like from kindergarten to primary to high school, is to guide you in life, right? To kind of help figure out what you want to do in life and stuff. So they need to equip you with um, necessary tools to kind of navigate life. And you kind of need uh, some level of intelligence. You have, you need EQ and you need IQ, right? So the intelligence uh uh, quota, quotient, whatever, and an emotional intelligence. Um, it has been more prevalent in recent years, I guess, the importance of EQ, but not enough. Like, it, street smarts and, yeah, emotional intelligence as a whole, I feel like is extremely underrated, you know? I think street smarts and like kind of knowing how to navigate through life is very important and a lot of that a lot of people only understand that after going through hardships you know and that's why we have a lot like of uh, people who don't really understand and get conned and get cheated and or I'm not saying those who get conned is like they're stupid or anything of course not but like you know it's all about kind of knowing how to navigate through life uh, better and smarter and like helping make uh, smarter decisions overall you can kind of help kids from uh, especially kids who are in and out of like um, like jail or in and out of uh, like they're delinquents and stuff kind of help them from a young age understand already how to avoid that you know a lot of people make a series of bad decisions in their young age and then can't take it back when they're older and that's very unfortunate but obviously there are so many aspects that play into that you have home life you have like not enough opportunities given and like all these type of stuff right there are so many things but like 
this is just one pillar, which is like what we learn in school and stuff. So I've recently came across like this like statement, which I strongly believe in, which is uh, good education, not just any education, good education, it's a right. It's a right, not a privilege. Shouldn't have, people shouldn't have to pay for it. Government should give good education. You want good citizens to pay you taxes and like obey to a certain extent uh, without going crazy here. Um, you want good citizens to kind of contribute to your society and your kingdom. If you take out the government aspect of it and you kind of just think of like your home or like if you're leading a team of like 10 people, don't you want those 10 people to be the absolute best that they can be and train themselves or help themselves to be the best versions of each and every one of themselves and your team is going to come out on top wouldn't want wouldn't the government want that for children as well to kind of be the best they can be and and just contribute to a better society overall you know i'm not talking about making an obedient army i'm talking about making a smart society that can critically think for themselves then you have this whole other conspiracy of like, yeah, the government want to keep you dumb, so it's easier to control you. Is it really? Like, if you have a very smart society, and you know, like, you're making the right decisions, it shouldn't be so bad. Unless you purposely want them to be dumb, so when you make stupid decisions, no one's gonna call you out. As, like, society evolves, people are calling people out for making bad decisions about... Um, the country or whatever it is you know because people are getting more and more educated more and more understanding of like the importance of certain decisions that country leaders make and people get more educated they stand up more against bad rules and bad laws and that's why you have like all these like also well one of the reasons why you also have a lot of people who are like standing up for themselves these days because they're getting more educated they're understanding that some things just won't fly. And society as a whole has been becoming more educated as well. That's why in the past, uh, maybe easier to kind of tell people wrong information. But now, now pe- nowadays people are knowing and like understanding that this is what's right. But there's also more people blindly listening to fake news and also just spreading misinformation. So if you are educated enough and you learn from a young age you don't need to go to some like big fancy school to be smart you know you can be street smart you can think critically on your feet if you but you just need to have the tools to learn that and i think critical thinking is a very important skill because with critical thinking you wouldn't be so easily led by misinformation to begin with you wouldn't be so easily led by fake news you know and then you wouldn't have all these ridiculous movements you know you uh, like like the whole anti-mask debate right minus the aspects of everything else people are like yeah the government's controlling us the government is this us this is this so i don't want to wear a mask okay let's see you wear a seatbelt when you get into a car hopefully uh you pay your taxes you park in the correct spaces you know like you still follow the law, but then once they ask you to put something in your face, you're kind of like, 
wow, I'm being controlled. Dude, the fact that you have a cell phone and the fact that you have a SIM card and the fact that you have GPS, people can track you down in two seconds if they really wanted to. Like, you're not that important to have, like, 20 people, like, uh, 20 cops, like, looking at you every day and, like, controlling you just because... Yeah, okay, so you don't wear a mask. Are they not controlling you anymore? Like, what is exactly the argument here, you know? Like, if you're logical and you're kind of smart, this wouldn't really be an issue, you know? I think there's a bigger issue at hand in terms of, like, handling the quarantine rules and all of that in terms of the pandemic. But if you I'm talking about the people who don't wear masks with these arguments that, like, the government's controlling us, you know? These arguments. I'm not talking about the whole movement because different people are not wearing masks for different reasons. Not all of them are the best reasons, but... Yes, the, I'm just talking about the people who don't wear it and then give these type of reasons. Like, it's not justified, you know? So, critical thinking. I've had a discussion with a student of mine the other day about how this person was only really interested and really started thinking about critical thinking once they entered university. That's really late in life to start thinking about it. Like, this is something that kids should learn from a young age. And if you're one of those people who are like, oh no, why should I learn? It's, it's not a conspiracy. You're just learning to look at the facts and look at the context and learn to make accurate decisions. And if you're against that type of education, then what are you trying to teach the kids here? The Lord? The Bible? The Savior? Yeah, sure, you can teach that. But that can only navigate you in life so far. That's a belief system. That's not a navigating life system. Maybe it's a journey you have in life, sure. But it's not something that will like help you make day-to-day decisions. You can say, sure, the Lord is with me when I make decisions. But come on. <laughs> you can say that's a support system. But I wouldn't say it's a reason. Like If every decision you make... You kind of think like the Lord wants me to make this decision. Then, okay, you still need to critically think about how the Lord wants you to make that decision. Like, come on, you know. I think critical thinking is such an important skill and it should be taught from a young age. As like it's, it's just not that hard. It's just telling kids, hey, when you listen to something, kind of look at why. And then make your decision. Like, why do these people say that the that this is not good for you or this is good for you, you know? Maybe they're too young of an age to start reading studies and stuff. But who knows, you know? It's kind of just making them own their thoughts and their decisions and not let them be swayed by just anyone who walked past them, you know? Yeah. It's just thinking for yourself. What's the harm in that? Are you, as parents, if you're against this, like, are you scared that once they think for themselves, they'll run away from you? If you're good parents and, like, helping your child whenever, you know, they ask for help and, like, kind of guiding them and giving them the support they need and are a loving family, if they can think for themselves, they would think, wow, I'm so lucky to be in a loving family. And if they run away... No, uh, like uh, being able to think for themselves and they run away do you really think it's because they're bad or because you're not doing a good job 
because I think that most parents who are like, no, I don't want my kids to think for myself. They're under my roof. They're under my rules. And then they run away and you kind of blame them. Is it really their fault? When they start to think for themselves and then you get, you tighten your control. Like, you know, <laughs> come on. Um, if they can think for themselves and you're providing and you're, and you're like being the best you can be, they will be able to see for themselves as well, you know? This is minusing out, of course, like, friends' influence and all of that, you know, just for themselves as a human to kind of develop in life. So you have emotional intelligence, you have uh, EQ and IQ. Emotional quotient or quotient, whatever, you know? It's like, I I forgot what E is, but I think it's quotient or quotient. So you have emotional intelligence, basically. What else should teach uh, should school teach? I don't know, sex ed? Like good sex ed? Not just like the the crappy ones that are being given now. I know some schools are being given good ones, but some really aren't. And like giving kind of equal sex ed, you know? Like in every direction. Not just between not sex ed between man and woman, but between two humans. And then people might argue like, oh, you're going to literally teach little kids how to have sex with their own gender. No. It's not even close. But you're kind of teaching them an understanding that that is how they kind of have sex and then kind of understand how fluids transfer and kind of understand how how STIs or STDs kind of transmit and you don't necessarily need to convey it specifically for male and female. You can convey it in a sense of this body part touching that body part, you know? Like, it's just equal for all. And kind of, like, dismissing the fact that two women or two males or whatever doesn't really matter have sex. It's just being avoidant of what's really happening in the world. And it's kind of your own homophobia, Right? Or, like, not even homophobia, but just, like, kind of... If you think that kids learning about how other people have sex will make them gay, then clearly you also don't understand how that works, you know? If someone is straight, they're straight. They don't just turn like like a freaking vampire. And people who are gay, they kind of discover themselves. They don't turn. It's just that with the media and everything, we kind of assume that that's the status quo, which a lot of people still believe to this day. Uh, whether it's wrong or not, doesn't that's a, like a whole other discussion. But they're born thinking that this is how life should be, and then they figure that hey, maybe I don't want to do that. You know, like if you think about someone who's like a little, a couple of years into their career, all of a sudden they're like, I'm really unhappy. I don't like what I'm doing. Like, won't you be like, hey, man, like, go out and, like, find the thing that makes you happy. You know? It's similar to that, but obviously in a more deeper sense because they are kind of finding their true identity. And that just doesn't happen overnight. You know? And if you don't teach them proper sex ed in school, don't you think that kind of increases teen pregnancy and everything? They're kids. They're teenagers. You tell them not to do something, they're going to do it. You tell them to abstain. Watch teen pregnancy burst through the roof. It's not hard. 
and it's not a taboo to talk about it. And if you're so scared to talk about it, then maybe you should look into yourself and see why it's such a taboo. You know, kids or like teenagers should be open to ask, like, hey, you know, how do I do this safely? Would you rather them do it safely or do it quietly behind your back and accidentally doing this and and accidentally getting pregnant and being too scared to tell you that maybe they're young, they want to run away with the kid and have a family, and then you're going to have like a whole other situation in your hands. It's good to be open. Let your kids be like, if you have any questions, I know you're uncomfortable. They don't have to come to you if they don't want to, but it's good that they have this information so that if they were to do it, they'll do it safely. You know? Like, it's not that hard to give good sex ed you just need to be open for it like like what's the harm teaching sex ed is not teaching kids to have sex it's teaching kids to understand safe sex you know and the more taboo we make this the less we're helping them really yeah Uh, i said this in a previous episode before like the whole abortion law situation And if you look into the arguments of people who don't support abortion, it's usually, like, unnatural. You're killing a kid, you're killing... Like, you need to... We need to have, like, doctors. Please. Have doctors in court fighting this. Don't have a bunch of people who just because they have a fancy title in an office kind of go in who have zero idea about the topic and then just spewing unnecessary nonsense. Oh yeah, we shouldn't have it because you're killing it. No, you're not. Between like two weeks, there's still like a little egg, you know? And different countries have different laws for this. I think a new bill is about to be passed or is going to pass like in the US about how like abortion won't be allowed even for ectopic pregnancies. Ectopic pregnancies when like an egg gets attached to like the uterus or something like that and it gets like super, super dangerous. Like, so now you're, like, people don't think about how, hey, you know, some people may want an abortion because it complicated the pregnancy and the mom is going to die if they don't abort. Or, hey, they did it accidentally and they're not in a stage of life to have a, a kid healthily. And if you don't allow them to abort, let's see what's going to happen. Oh, they're going to come out. No one's going to be able to support them. They're going to put, be put into foster care. And if they're unlucky... They're going to be put into different, different homes all their lives. And then they're going to get no loving home, no loving family, higher chances of going and doing like and having a rough life, like and having bad influences, because why they don't have a stable home. You know, I'm not saying everyone in the foster system or being adopted is like uh, not adopted. I think a lot of people who get adopted gets into good families. Obviously, there are exceptions, but... Like, I'm not saying all kids in a foster system are going to end up like this, but, like, there is proven studies and stuff that there are higher chances that this will happen. And I'm sure there are a lot of kids in a foster system who are, like, the sweetest people ever. And my heart goes up to them, you know? Um, But, yeah, you're kind of having this kid at such a young age, giving them up for adoption, not knowing where they'll end up. And then you're potentially like having uh, another criminal on the street if they end up like that, if they're unlucky. You know, you're not giving this kid a chance, you know? And they're like, yeah, God gave you this baby for a reason. 
uh, they'll guide him on like are you kidding like like you can say that all you want but look at the millions of kids in the in the foster care right now what are you going to adopt them since you say it's God's message you know like what are you even saying you have like a lot of people if you look at the people who like make the decisions in the in regards to abortion and stuff those people a lot of them are number one men so i have no idea what they're talking about in terms of like the female like reproductive system they're not doctors they're not experts and i'm pretty sure one of the people who vote on this bill had no idea what even an ectopic pregnancy is like hello it's so like messed up and if you were if you were properly educated on it you'll understand that it's not the worst thing in the world i'm not saying oh no that is legal you could just go have sex without any protection and then you can get aborted anytime like no any smart person would have sex a safe sex and then if they come into a complication then they'll make smart decisions to handle it and if abortion happens to be one of them and like then maybe it's a good thing you know like it's not hard and if you can't like understand that then i don't know read a book on reproductive system and also understand society a little bit uh, see how it's functioning you know i i always like to look on both sides but some things like this it's like interesting to see the opposition's point of view and why they want abortion to not be legal you know like yeah anyways a little bit off topic but yeah there's so many so many things that you can bring into school to teach you have physical and mental survival why not to learn like how to navigate daily life especially mentally how to handle stress a lot of people end up like very unfortunately later in life like get in Japan, right, it's a very, very high rate of suicide and that's very, very unfortunate. A lot of them get very stressed in their jobs and work overtime and have, and maybe they're worried they have no life or something like this. And then they just want to end it all. I think handling mental health and learning how to navigate that from a young age could be a very strong tool. And also physical survival, learning about the wilderness a little bit. Why not? You know? Just because everything is urbanized these days and all, and you people rarely see animals unless they go into other than like dogs and cats and stuff, unless they go to a zoo. Like, maybe if you understand how the wilderness work, you know, it's a really good life skill. You're not asking you to be an expert in the forest. I'm just saying like some basic skills will be very useful, you know, or like some basic like navigation skills. Like you never know. Learning all these extra skills can really help you in life. I know a lot of these like subjects can are like clubs in schools, which is also cool. But some things, you know, like like something that every citizen has to do and it's mandatory. Why don't we kid like teach like our well maybe not kids they're too young like last few years of high school? Isn't that important for them to kind of understand how like the tax system works? And how if you want every single citizen to do it, you don't teach them to do it? How does that make any sense at all? 
at least the last year of high school or second last year of high school i think like there should at least be some type of subject or some type of talk about it if you if the government wants every single kid to do it every single not every single kid every single citizen to do it yet they don't teach them how to do it it doesn't make any sense maybe that's how tax advisors or tax people kind of make their money because they know no one understands that stuff yeah and of course moral right i had moral in school that was one of my subjects it's kind of interesting that you have a subject on how to be nice and kind to people but i feel like nowadays that's necessary because a lot of people don't understand like decision making you know uh our moral class was absolutely ridiculous though like we had to we had like 36 i think or 32 maybe less actually about like moral like things like honesty um gratefulness i don't know all of this it was in malay as well Uh, and we had to memorize the definition word for word that doesn't make any sense just because you know the definition of honesty word for word doesn't mean you're an honest person like it doesn't make any sense i think instead of memorizing definitions we should actually learn about the trait and about what it means to be honest and like all the other stuff as well and maybe this is especially important in younger kids, you know, because when they're learning to navigate the world, it's good to be a nice, kind-hearted person. And if you think there's something wrong with teaching a kid to be nice and kind-hearted and grateful, then what even? You don't want your kid to be kind and what? You want them to be, like, aggressive? Like, what? what? You know? I'm just saying for those who are opposed to it, like, I'm not saying all who oppose me are horrible, but, like, these are just, like, basic things, I feel like, you know? It's like being opposed to me when I say one plus one equals two, like, but, of course, these are all subjective. I just think that it's interesting to think about, and someone who is, like, interested on going into teaching or going into academia of some kind, maybe it's interesting to think about how these may be important for kids to learn as they navigate through life, you know? Nutrition, self-care. How is this not like being brought up enough in school? Especially nutrition. You want to avoid like self-esteem, uh, like a dip in self-esteem, a dip in self-confidence. Don't you want kids to be confident and understand nutrition so they don't diet and starve themselves? Especially like there's a high like increase in young girls, especially with the way they view their bodies. We have like social media management, like, like learning like, yeah, that's high, probably Photoshop. Da, da, da. But it's also important for them to learn nutrition themselves, especially maybe in science class. Like understand, you know, like this is how nutrition works. Starving yourself is not going to help uh, you. If you really want to get into shape, you can do this and this, you know, kind of help them navigate through that. And you can reduce uh, a dip in self-esteem you can kind of increase their confidence and how they can like become fit healthily and of course uh basic first aid come on every kid should know not maybe not every child but like actually why not the child as they grow older like every adolescent should know some type of first aid right like what's so wrong about learning first aid in life at any moment you could see someone do- drop on the street you know, like, like life is crazy. You never know what's going to happen. And I think learning basic, basic first aid. I'm not telling you to be a doctor, but basic first aid. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's very good, if anything. Like, at, at any point, everyone's prepared to help, you know. Like, 
it's not a bad thing. And of course, different views of history. A lot of people may be like, why do we need to learn about the past? Yeah, because of the past, we learn about the future, right? You know? Why not learn about the past? I find history very interesting, actually. How, like, the Egyptian has, like, the tombs and, of course, the world wars and how that happened. And then we learn from our mistakes. We learn from humanity's mistakes. And having different views on history would be good. Not only the victor's story, but also the loser's story. And to see what happened. And, like, the effects of that, you know? Uh, the thing about the history we learn is that it's very much written from a very specific perspective. I think thinking of things from various perspectives can help. You know? And this is, of course, a very, very short list. There are so many more things that I think schools should learn and should implement. So many more. They are important for kids to learn. And on top of what we learn now, I think math and all of that is also important because, yeah, you know, you're trying to cover your bases and then understand that this is something you want to do in the future. So I don't think it's bad to learn math and, and algebra and all of that, you know? Yeah, anyways, this talk is getting way too long and out of hand. Until next time, think about it. Or not. <laughs> um, yeah. Peace out.